Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Wow! Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am the father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers. Episode 607, we continue our journey into the world of misbegotten sequels, some less misbegotten than others, with The Color of Money. Ta-da. So uh, before we get too, uh, too far afield, let's go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And uh, returning uh, to discuss The Color of Money is Jason from Binge Movies, No The. <laughs> great to be here <laughs> thanks for coming back subjecting yourself to this twice so uh <laughs> and quick shameless plugs don't forget we're available on apple podcasts spotify uh stitcher google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts you can find us while you're there be sure and subscribe so you never miss an episode and of course uh find us on facebook facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there like the page join the group and don't forget our patreon patreon.com slash real spoilers where for five bucks a month, you get all sorts of bonus content and you help out, and that's very nice. So, okay, Color of Money. So it's, what, 1986? Yep. yep and yep, yep. Uh, Martin Scorsese, of all people, jumps on board. This is one that I always forget is a Scorsese movie. Like, Until you watch it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's right, all but, kinds of stuff when you see it. But yeah. like this pool movie, it just doesn't seem like a Scorsese movie, and I know that it's early Scorsese is in, like, I mean, he would obviously kind of shape himself as doing all the gangster movies, and that's what he's obviously known for. But, you know, you go back and you watch stuff like this or After Hours, and he he had a pretty wide variety of films that he made before he kind of got pigeonholed into that. The like, gangster Goodfellas, guy. Casino. Yeah, so he... I, he made this movie uh, to prove he could make a studio picture. He oh, that makes sense. They they thought that you know he's an art house guy and he can make those kind of movies, but he he wanted to prove that he could make a studio picture and that he could bring it in on time and under budget. And I believe this is the only time he did it. <laughs> <laughs> we well, find we out when he's he, working for Netflix. Is now like, he gets two hundred. He actually he has, to, he has to he has to give him a massive budget so he doesn't go over budget. Yeah. And he's just like, no, see, I came in under budget. It's great. And then um, uh, I guess so uh, Paul Newman. So in uh, in 1984, 
there was a sequel, a novel from the guy who wrote The Hustler originally in like the 50s. He wrote a sequel called The Color of Money and okay. and Paul Newman sent it to Martin Scorsese and was like, we should do so, this. So Scorsese has always had kind of like troop guys. How come Paul Newman never showed back up? I I almost feel like he did I my gut and I got nothing to base this on, but I was asking myself the same question that he never worked again with Newman or Tom Cruise, right? And and uh and I I almost think that that he doesn't consider this a Martin Scorsese movie. You know what oh, I mean? That maybe, that maybe. he's like, well, that was one I did for the studio system, and I wanted to show I could do it, and I did, and I just think he didn't really consider. I don't think he considers this part. This is his, of his, his like repertoire. Yeah, like, um, not that he's ashamed of it. I just think he's got much bigger things on his on his LinkedIn page, and that's, <laughs> it just but still, you know? I mean, you, he's worked with great actors, and it started off with his um, you know relationship with De Niro. He put De Niro in so many movies, and mm-hmm. he's such a great actor. Then later on in life, he found DiCaprio, and then put DiCaprio yeah. in a bunch of his movies. And you just think he's got Paul Newman, one yeah. of the most charismatic, greatest actors of all time. He works with him. It's like what what made him, even if it wasn't one of his like scorsese quote-unquote movies he still worked with the guy like what made him not go for his next picture like man i should get newman in this you know that's yeah it's a good question (laughs) well one newman's not an easy get you know i mean his next picture would have been the last temptation of christ so i don't know where paul newman fits into that before he has to go like peter or paul he could show michael Michael jackson he did the Michael Jackson bad short in '87, so I, Paul Newman and Michael Jackson's bad. Can, I, can we can we do that right now? Can yeah. we somehow superimpose? Paul but yeah, Newman I mean, the bad it's video? funny, Jason. I was doing the same thing. I was pulling up on IMDb to to go. Okay, what? Look at what comes next. Where would you have put Newman? Like you, you get the Last Temptation of Christ. You get New York Stories. You get Goodfellas. You get you, Cape Fear. Newman and Goodfellas. Goodfellas. Should've, come should've on, been in Goodfellas. we've seen Road to Perdition. He can do it. He could have, but I mean, I don't know. I just don't think of Newman as as an Italian gangster, especially that type. To, that's you say at that height. At that type, <laughs> that type oh. of Italian gangster. <laughs> I could short. Now I could see him in a uh, Cape Fear. Yeah, he could have been. He could have been the 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 lead. Yeah, he could have been the Nick Nolte character. I don't know. I also, I'm just going to say this now. This is the most punchable Tom Cruise has ever been. <laughs> no, I think Top Gun is the most punchable Tom Cruise no, has ever been. No, no. When, Tom he's, Cruise, when he's whipping that pool cue around like a pair of nunchucks, I was like, somebody take that he's pool He's the same character. These were the filmed, but, but he was he just did Top Gun. He is the same hot oh, shot no. smart ass from Top Here, Gun. He's the same. It's the same. They hired him because of Top Gun. You know what I mean? That like, might they, be true. Maverick I don't think that. Swagger. Hang on. I don't think they hired him because this of, guy's a Fortnite. No, they, no, no. I know. Okay, I know they're filmed at the same time. I'm yeah. saying he's the same actor as Top Gun. Is what I'm saying. It's like that's him. He's cocky. He's he's swagger. Mm-hmm. He's charismatic. It's like that's they're the same character in my mind. He, to me, this is the most punchable he's ever been. I just <laughs> like, think it's fascinating because Tom Cruise is a good actor. Like I mean, he as just as much is. as we don't disagree, as much as we disagree, yeah, with and what he's got going on. I, I think guess. it's fascinating that like how young he looks in this movie, not because it's 1986, how young he looks in this movie compared to Top Gun, and they're yeah. shot. These movies, they, right. those two movies, came out within months of each other. He looks, he looks like a 16, 17 year old kid in this, 
where in Top Gun he's a mid twenties, yeah, like fighter pilot. Like when we when I watched this with my wife, she was like, I was like, no, this came out like a few months. Like this came out in October. Top Gun came out in May. And it's the hair and the earring. It's the way they do that. And the unibrow. The but unibrow. It, <laughs> and the unibrow. Yeah. And but I mean, there's and and it's his mannerisms. I mean, I don't yeah. think you can just talk chalk it up to hair and 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 the eyebrows, but yeah. um. His brow, it's just one. Sure, okay. Yeah. But but uh but I mean he he just seems like a punk kid in this movie in the way that he doesn't in Top Gun, which I think he, is he also to his seems credit. like he's never kissed another human being <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. This is the most awkward on screen kiss I have ever seen. And we just watched The Hustler with George C. Scott and Piper Lord. Oh, so. you've apparently never seen Grease 2 then, buddy. Oh, it's bad, dude. I let's, not forget, let's not forget when Michael Jackson kissed Lisa Marie Presley at the MTV Music Awards. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Ooh, yeah, that was... I watched that live. That was super <laughs> yeah, weird. That was so this is, this is one of those rare sequels to where it's like, you've got this great movie, and then you have a sequel, and then... the. Paul Newman, of all people, being involved in it. That's interesting to me that he brought this to Scorsese because it's like The Hustler seems like one of those movies that we'd be like, oh, don't make a sequel to The Hustler. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, like, the the idea of this one works. Like, as much as I did, I, I was not a big fan of that. I loved watching Paul Newman. Right. But over, like, Tom, I could not stand Tom Cruise. But you're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to. to. I yeah. totally get it. I to- it's, 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 he's he like a, a wrestling job. heel, he right? Job, I know I'm yeah. supposed to boo him. But he's got go away heat for me. Oh. Like get off my like, screen. Like he's the punk kid with um, this. This he's Tommy Gunn. I mean, this is yeah. this is the same <laughs> dynamic of all. He's whoever comes in Godfather Three and tries to take over. He's he's the new hot shot that's yeah. trying to take over. And you've got the old guard, which is Paul Newman, who is fantastic. He's Paul Newman is just as good as ever here, yeah. and he's he's got to deal with this hotshot punk, and he's also kind of lost his way because of his life at the end of the first one ended, and he can't go into pool halls or anything, so he's found a new hustle. He's still hustling. We talked about it a little bit in the last episode, but now instead of him hustling pool, he is doing the... Is he hustling booze, or is he just... He's yeah, hustling pools. He's trying to convince them. He says that you can pour some of his cheap liquor into a wild yeah. turkey bottle. He's going to get got her... It. He's going to get the he's bartender get him fake labels. Fake labels, yeah. He's, he's a he's a liquor distributor, but he's selling like really like cheap okay, liquor. Okay, that much they like can... his salad dressing. Yeah, no, no his salad, salad dressing and stuff was great. No, I'm, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm teasing. But, but that, <laughs> yeah, that they could pass this off as as the better liquor and make the high more end money wild turkey, it. as it were. But it, but with that high end platinum shelf top label wild turkey right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still a hustler. That's the important thing. Is twenty five years later, even though he's not in the pool scene anymore, he's still hustling. He's still yeah. con, he's still a con man. Doesn't right. That, right. He does that undermine the first movie though? Because I was like, wait a minute. The whole mo- first movie is about him developing character. We pick up with him, and he's hustling a barmaid who looks exactly like Piper Laurie, doing the same old spiel, just a little smoother. And he's almost become Bert in an essence. And I'm going. Interest, that's an interesting point. I did kind I mean, of think that. I don't think that he was hustling. I think he was into that bartender. I think that was like a legit uh, relationship. Uh, but as the movie goes forward, he starts to become the old Eddie. Like when he sees how. when he, I guess when he sees the the uh, spotlight on Tom on Vince, like then he's like, oh. Maybe I've still got it. And it's like 
Now, and then he starts doing his own Rocky montage where he puts, he gets new glasses. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he's like, no, I'm in the tournament now. And it's just like, so I, I do think that in the beginning of this movie, up until he, when he thinks he can um, help Vince become better and find that, like, cause he says, he's like, you're a flake. Like you've got everything. Like people, when you walk into a pool hall, people cannot wait to beat you and they can't. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they want, they want to punch you in the face. They want to beat you into submission at pool, but you're too good. So they can't beat you. So you've already got the con ready to go. We just need to get you there. He's got that thing you can't teach, which is his, right. his personality. That's the main thing is that, yeah, he's great, but great players don't get, don't, people don't put down money to play great players. And right. so to your point, they, they put down money to beat someone and feel like the superior person. And so because of his cockiness, his swagger, they want to beat him because he's this punk kid. And so he's already got that element. Whereas John Turturro, who is like, like Jason said, uh, Paul Newman, he's taken over the Charlie, the manager character, mm-hmm. and he's got John Turturro, who's a good player, but he doesn't have any of that personality, and he's also not as good as Vince, the Tom Cruise character here. And so he ends up seeing that, wow, this kid's got potential, and I could shape him into what I used to do. And I don't think he ever stopped hustling since the last movie. And the only reason I don't think it undermines the first movie is because he grew throughout that whole movie, but then he was broken at the end. You have to realize that that whole thing. So you with, think he just kind of went back to, yeah, I think before. that he, it broke him. He, and he left town too, right? Like the, we're in Chicago. Now the last movie was in New York. Yeah, He can't go back there. He can't I'm pretty go back sure. to New York. Yeah. And so it, even in the world of pool, he's still dealing with like little, like bottom feeders, like Julian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, yes. they're playing for 20, 30 bucks a game. Like it's basically a, a hobby. You know, I was yeah. teasing with my wife. I'm like, it's like somebody who used to be in radio that doesn't work in it anymore starting a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a good point though. You're, I mean, John Turturro is playing twenty dollar games. It's it's not. He's it's like he's still he's doing it for lunch money. It's yeah. just something that yeah. he's doing to keep up with it. He loves it. He loves the game and the con and the hustle and all that. But yeah, his money, his career is hustling the the booze now. Um, but anyway, so so we he sees Tom Cruise and he decides to take him. I, I just want to point out one more thing about does it undermine the first movie? He's he's selling booze, but he's not hustling it in the sense that he's still being honest to the person he's selling the booze to. He's not putting Jack Daniels labels on it and selling it to her. He's saying this is my off brand stuff. You could do that, mm-hmm. but he but he was he was ulti- he was encouraging her to hustle. But he was not technically hustling her. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. One of the things that early in that we see, um, we can hear, we don't really see Tom Cruise yet, but we hear him in the background and he's playing uh, John Turturro. And I love that <laughs> he's coming back for money from Eddie real fast. Like he walks up, he's like, ah, yeah. I got him on the ropes. I got him on the ropes. So he gives him 20 bucks and he comes back like two minutes later and Eddie's like, Jesus, that was fast. He's like, hey, lucky break. And then it's just it gives you an idea of how good Tom Cruise is without actually seeing how good he is. Yeah. And this shows you how good of a filmmaker Scorsese is. The yeah. way that they frame the shot. I'll tell you right now, I loved this movie way more than I did the first time I saw did it. You? Oh, okay. I, okay. I, I, I enjoyed this movie before. 
but I loved it this time. Something about rewatching this movie, and maybe because I did them so closely back to back, I don't know. And I had already seen it, so I knew it was going to happen. But the way that Scorsese frames these shots and the way it focuses on Newman flirting with the bartender and trying to sell the booze, and only in the periphery is is John Turturro going back mm-hmm. and forth and taking the money. And then you know he slams his hand down when John Turturro comes back for another 20, and he's like, I just gave you money. And, right. and, and, and you get it all happening in the background, like Joe said, audio-wise, and by John Turturro coming back. It's, I don't know, it's framed so interestingly. Yeah. And it, it's like an auteur like Scorsese is makes these decisions that just it, your average filmmaker would not make. And I also think the camera work in this one, he makes pool so much more the pool interesting. pool shots are, yeah, he, are great. This, this movie is shot way more interesting than the first one. The first yeah. one's a great film, but the, the way that he shoots it, the... It's the first one is the first one shot great, but it's more about it's not about it doesn't have flashy camera work, right? Yes. It's it they do a lot of cool stuff with mirrors and the and right. just the the world that it brings you into and the way the camera just kind of lingers in this seedy world and you feel like you're a part of it. I, yes. I I never I will say that this movie never really made me feel like I was part of a different world in the way that the hustler did. Right. Yeah. Um, even well, though... the color, the color also helps with that here because I mean it hurts that point of the first one. But you know the choice to film it in black and white, and they used CinemaScope. They did it in that super widescreen yeah. black and white, which was an artistic choice. They could have done color, but they didn't, and that right. helped set the tone and the mood for the first one. Uh, this one though is the '80s, and it's flashy, and you've got mm-hmm. the soundtrack, and you've got color, cocaine, film, and and it's it's such a different feel and tone, but. It's same time i still really appreciated the kinetic movement and the energy behind the camera where scorsese made pool interesting he made pool exciting in this movie and it's a completely different world and i also feel like maybe that's a a change in the times paul newman was a part of this world in the 60s where their hustle pool wasn't popular back then pool was a a cd bar game that that and it wasn't very popular when color money came out it had a resurgence after the hustler and then it had kind of started to die back down by the time color money came out and then that picked it back up again but the game was different, right? So mm-hmm. people were playing nine ball instead of straight pool. Yeah, and because it looked because it, I like I like the explanation where he says because it looks better on TV. Yeah, like it's, it's more exciting. It moves, it moves faster on TV than straight pool. Exactly. Yeah. And so with this, the way that he films the pool scenes, Scorsese has some great shots that circle around the pool table, and they're tracking shots. As in, they oh, don't the ever balls. cut. A, they don't ever cut away. Yeah, yeah, a lot of them are point of view shots from the ball. A lot of them are tracking shots, and so like they'll be hitting in three, four balls, but they're circling around the pool table, mm-hmm. and the actors have to move in sequence with the camera so that it follows them to the ball they're hitting in. I don't. It's just masterful. Well, what's done. crazy if you think about it is if they do this in 2020, you've got a camera mounted on probably like a track above mm-hmm. the pool table, right? Like, that's probably the way they would do that, is to roll it around that way. In 1986, or, yeah, 80s, like, this, yeah. that's that, that's a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Like, no, maybe I on mean, a dolly. Still, yeah. Probably I mean, somehow. But, I mean, like, just the, I mean, it's a technical point. Where it's, it's a like lot more difficult to, like, to achieve then than now. Yeah. 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 That's a good yeah. point. Or it would be CG. Like, that's the other thing. So, so he takes Vince under his wing. Well, I think right. we know Scorsese would never use weird CG. No, never. <laughs> God forbid we actually get actors that uh, look like 20-year-olds rather yeah. than 
80-year-olds, oh, like oh, only 20-year-olds. Before we move on, we should say, so uh, Vince has this girlfriend slash manager who is his Charlie-type character, uh, but she has no idea what she's doing as far as the world of pool. But she's also, she's awful. Well, she's like, Oh, she, I don't think so. Oh, man. No, I don't mean like the her oh. her, her character is awful. Okay. I mean, she's Mary Stuart Mastertunio is like say that three times fast it's not easy i gotta tell you uh is one of those actresses that kind of she didn't really disappear well she did kind of disappear uh and then she was doing like tv stuff but i feel like she was like piper (laughs) laurie yeah i guess that's true that's a good that's weird but she she tells you that story so that you know she's not a good person that's why they have you tell the story about the way that she met vince is that she met vince in a police station her boyfriend and her, we've learned, broke into Vince's parents' house. He was at the police station and met her. And then she ended up stealing and keeping his mother's necklace. And and I guess Newman is like, oh, he, something like, he lets you keep that? And she's like, no, I never told him. And he's so sweet and innocent. He just says, my mother has one just like that. And Which so means he's so dumb. It, it, but even no, but even the, but he's innocent. He is as cocky as he is. He's still an innocent kid. Whereas she was robbing houses and stuff, and now she's trying to hustle pool and be his manager. And she doesn't know what she's doing. But the whole point of that story is to t- introduce you to her character that she's his girlfriend, but she also still has a stolen necklace of his mother's. So <laughs> she's, she's that brazen. <laughs> she's yeah. yeah, she's with him, but as Newman says, as Eddie says in the movie to Vince, it's like, she's going to get bored with you kid. Like you're not exciting enough for, her. and as soon as the next person comes along, just like her boyfriend, Robin houses stop being as exciting as Vince was like someone else would come along and steal her away. You've got to keep her, you know, ex- uh, you've got to give her this exciting you life. It. You got to lock it down. And that's how he ropes him into hustling, going in the, on the road and hustling with him right. to, to keep her. Yeah, they're gonna. There's a. I guess there's a tour in Atlanta. There's a tournament in Atlantic City, and that's the goal. So they're gonna go out like six weeks ahead of time and do like a road show, so that Paul Newman can teach him the the rope, teach uh, Tom Cruise the ropes about how to do this hustle. the The goal is he doesn't he doesn't want Tom Cruise to go in and start beating people, right? Like the goal is to have his. Um, when we get to Atlantic city, the odds need to be so far not in Tom Cruise's favor that they can start throwing, you know, they can come back and start winning these games and making some money. Well, but I Uh, took it even before that though, tournament aside, the whole point is that they're, they're taking this road trip to hustle a bunch of money along the way. And Tom Cruise doesn't understand how to hustle. No, he just wants to beat the pants off anyone that plays him. And you see this in the first scene with John Turturro is he takes all of John Turturro's money and, and, and he's about to leave. And Vince is like, I'll play you for free. Let's just play, play. And then Vince says, if I, if you win, I'll give you money. If I win, nothing. You put up no money. Like he right. has no idea about this yeah, world of know hustling. What the hell he's doing. He's just playing pool, and so he's got the skill, but he doesn't. And it's not. I mean, I guess it's kind of he's got the skill, but not the character. Like in the first one, but his character isn't so much. Yeah, he's a hot shot, but also like if you want to make real money, you got to be a hustler. You right. Got, and so that's what he has to teach him is the hustle. Yeah, and he's terrible. I mean, Tom Cruise has no idea how to do it. He no, he's a he's a he's a puppy, and, and he's, he's arrogant. Like he, his ego he gets in the way every time. He's he's trying to follow Newman's rules and lose so that they can rope these guys in for more money. And then the people will be like, oh well, you know, whatever. It's like I guess you're just going to lose this one or whatever they say to to egg him on. And then his ego gets the best of him, and he well, that's 
we see that later, right? Like when they start doing the that's what I'm the, talking about. Like the two sis, the two brothers or the two strangers, two brothers and a stranger, two brothers and a stranger, and he loses his mind. Yeah, yeah. and that that that's the you get an idea that uh, so the the, the trick. Well, but is, New, Newman did that purposefully. Like he didn't think that he could commit to the character and being right. mad about losing, <laughs> and so how he got him mad was pawing his girlfriend. And I don't think that was like. I think that she was into it. Absolutely. When, when like she, they, when, yes. And and Newman won't go down that road. And it's never, I wish this movie like made more allusions to the first one because it's like having seen the hustler, like right. you know why he won't. And exactly. I don't want him to, I don't want him to spoon feed it to me, but like <sighs> this movie really like it, it, it really doesn't address much of the first movie except for the fact that Eddie's really good at pool. Uh, see, I have to disagree there, and, and it's just a personal preference. I love the fact that they don't go back to the first movie. So in a lesser movie with a lesser filmmaker, they would go, oh, you know, kid, let me tell you a story. There was this one time I was in a pool hall. No, and I, I agree, lost my girl and everything. But there are only, ways to oh, do that without without just giving them two pages of dialogue but I, but to I read, love, too. But I love that it's a sequel that if you've seen the first one, you know it. But the only throwback they really give you is when they're eating at that diner and he says, says something like oh there was this i did this thing one time like i love that he just alludes to it and if you've seen the movie you know and if you haven't you don't but it also doesn't make you go oh i really i don't understand it it's like i just love the way that they do it i think that would require a smarter screenplay than the one that we get here i agree and i think because the the whole character arc for vince they give they give vince a marty mcfly character (laughs) issue which is every time somebody calls him chicken he just has to do some kung fu with a pool stick and uh, I, to, I, this is misbegotten is a great word for this. I couldn't disagree with more of what everybody has said so far. <laughs> I think this is one of the least interesting Martin Scorsese films he's ever made. I think it's one of the most poorly shot Martin Scorsese films hmm. he's ever made. I think who, this doesn't even seem like the same guy who would go on to make Goodfellas <laughs> or Taxi, taxi Driver. Or bad, or Michael Jackson's bad. <laughs> or Michael Jackson's I don't know what bad. he's doing here. It feels like until the last third of the movie, it feels like Scorsese, the screenplay, it's just going through the paces. When The Hustler ended, it's two hours and 15 minutes. I hit play and I watched it again. I, I spent four and a half hours watching The Hustler. When this movie started, it's, it felt like I had to watch it for nine and a half hours, and it's an hour and 59 minutes. This is one of the most boring, dreadful Martin <laughs> wow. Scorsese films I've ever seen. Tom Cruise does not belong in this movie. He's completely miscast. Huh. And the only thing that's even redeemable about it is Paul Newman is delivering an, an, uh, an excellent performance. I had a hard time connecting Eddie from the end of the hustler to this guy. I agree it with you. It doesn't seem like the same. It's twenty five years later. He's been beaten and it broken for twenty five years. It, it's yeah, there should be growth, but it just doesn't seem like okay, this guy's doing what now? And he wants to get into why this? And I get the idea of like he's living gonna try to live vicariously through Tom but it's like, have you learned nothing? Have you learned nothing from and, – and to Tom's point, that because there's not enough connective tissue between the films, not spoon-feeding it to us, let us into the characters a little bit. Yeah. Why in the world is Paul Newman like, – like, how does he justify this in his own mind? Where's the inner tension that we see in that first film? 
I don't get that tension here with Newman. It's just like I like pool and I just want to win some money. And it's just this movie stinks. That's <laughs> movie wow. Stinks. Well, Jason, yeah, it's like been nice having you on the show. And, it's uh, funny because it's like I I like the movie better than Jason does, but like, but I agree. Like the things that make me not like the movie are, are all those things. Like it's it it's uh it yeah. Like there's just. I I think what the, we got going on here is the studio was scared to make a sequel to a 25 year old movie. Sure, and mm-hmm. they got Tom Cruise, and so they know that's bringing. So in, is he? Is he? He's not a commodity yet. Oh right? yes, he is. Yes, what is he, he coming off? What's he coming off? Risky of? business. Risky oh, business. Sure, sure, sure. All okay, the right okay. moves. Um, taps. That makes sense. Yeah. So I mean, he he's absolutely a hot commodity. So yep. for and I'm sure he took a pay cut to make this movie. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, and and then this movie comes Mary out. Mary Elizabeth Mastin was in her heyday, kind of. Yeah, and this movie comes out on the heels of Top Gun. Although they, you can't predict something like that. But um, uh, but yeah. So I mean, I just I think that uh, the studio was scared of having it be too connected to the first one. I mean, it does. If you if you read if you look at the poster, it doesn't even mention the Hustler, right? Not like at all. It, Nope. Like, well, here's my here's my question. Where's the Jackie Gleason character in this movie? So I think it's supposed to be Paul, Minnesota Paul Newman, Fats. right? Wait, so, now, I'm not talking about Jackie Gleason, the person. I mean, the first Hustler has so many side characters right. who are as interesting as the principals. Where are they in this movie? Everyone else is background fodder. They approached Jackie Gleason about being in this movie because he's still alive at this point. This movie comes out in 86. Mm-hmm. He, he dies in 87. He's actually filming his last movie when this movie's getting made so he's he's filming or or close to it i don't know the exact production schedules but he's making nothing in common with tom hanks in the same time mm. period and uh um but they actually had a version of this screenplay where where he ends up playing minnesota fats at at that tournament at the end and mm-hmm. they sent this and newman sends the screenplay to jackie gleason and jackie gleason is like this movie doesn't have anything to do with Minnesota Fats until Minnesota Fats shows up. He's like, it's, oh. you know, and he's like, it just feels grafted on so you can say that Minnesota Fats is back in this movie. And and But couldn't you have created rich background characters? Absolutely. Like a Burt, like a Minnesota you, Fats. And you get this that very did. briefly when Forrest Tucker pops up. Like, Forrest Whitaker, yeah. Uh, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker pops yeah, up, yeah. 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 Uh, but then he's like, gone. It, yeah, like his, his scene is great. And, and, yes, uh, I agree. That's a but good it just scene. it just shows you how out of touch that. I mean, we're jumping ahead. We should get back to the plot. But yeah, so they they take the they take the trip. They're going across the you know going, getting up to Atlantic City, and along like I said, along the way they're trying to do some side hustles. And I took it as Paul Newman is trying to teach, um, Tom Cruise and his girlfriend the ways of the road and the Absolutely, ways how to yeah. work a room. And Tom Cruise, Vince, just cannot get it together. Yeah. Like, he is constantly, uh, he's screwing what, he's screwing up the plan. He It's his uh, ego, like we said he's before. He's got too much it's pride. Time. Yeah. 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 So, it gets, he knows he's good, and he can't take a loss. He can't dump a game. Right. He And he beats this guy bad. Like, and, and Paul Newman kind of says, you do, if we do this in Atlantic City, we're done. Like, you can't do what you just did. And Tom Cruise can't handle it. So he just kind of like walks away and he gets all pissed. And their relationship, there's never a moment like at least with Charlie and Eddie, you feel like they're they're brothers or father and son. Like there's a relationship there. There's never a moment between Tom Cruise and Paul Newman where you feel like 
their relationship is more than uh, a, a teacher. Business. Business. And well, Charlie had been with Eddie do it for a long time. He just picked up this kid, and they're not really compatible. Is the problem? No, they're not. They yeah. they don't. He doesn't give them the chance to do that. And so Eddie Eddie's very smooth. Where Tom Cruise is not. Yeah, he's or got the subtle sk- for that he, matter. He, he's, I mean, it's it's the same but different. He's got the skill, but he doesn't have the character. His character just happens to be a hotshot punk as opposed to a, a a guy that. I mean, you know, it's it's a similar to where they both wanted to win in the beginning, but it's a different like Paul Newman and the Hustler. The young Eddie was still smooth and suave, right. where. Tom Cruise's Vince is just wild and yeah. he he's, he's so manic. He's unfocused. He's just has too much energy and can't right. focus in on the plan. Uh and so the the big one uh before they get to the Force Whitaker scene, the big hustle they're trying to do is there's they're they go back to the pool hall where I guess is it the same guy from the first movie that runs the pool hall? Is that what they oh, were trying to do? Same I can't character or? tell if it's supposed to be or not. I don't or just an old friend. That's... I think it's just supposed to be an old friend. I know okay. when I read my notes, no, I didn't read anything about like, oh, and this guy was in the first one. Like, OK, it's, but so yeah. he, he runs into this you know guy that now is running this pool hall. He used to work there. Now he runs it or sold it. And now he works there. And so he's given him the lay of the land and who everyone is. There's a hot shot kid that's really good at the game. Uh, but then there's also some old high rollers uh, similar to the character in the first movie to where they've got money and they're not afraid to lose it. They just want a fair game. And so he, uh, Eddie, tries to teach Vince to go play with these rando players, play, like, you know, lose some games and just don't be a hot shot so they can get to the high roller who has, like, four or five grand in his pocket that they could win that night, and he can't do it. He ends up uh, that one... beats the kid. That one dude keeps screwing with him, like, oh, this is a nightmare, and this... Oh, so that that guy was, like, he was the hot shot. To me, he, to Jason's point, he was supposed to be the... Fats, Minnesota Fats, right? Because we see him later. We get back to that same character in the tournament, right? And and Tom Cruise smokes him. Yeah. So like, I feel like they wanted him to be that character, but uh, but he, they picked a, a uh, an actual pool player instead of an an actor who right. had presence. And Jackie Gleason is also a phenomenal pool player. What was um, what did we see where he played pool? Was it? The sequel to it's Sting Two. Sting Two. So anyway, he can't. This guy keeps egging him on, and Vince's ego gets the better of him, and he starts knocking. I mean, ball after ball, he shows this guy up. He wipes the floor with him, but then everybody starts watching in the pool hall, and then the old guy ends up leaving. He walks out of the the pool hall, and he's, he knows, like he knows. Well, right. So he's like, what he, happened. He's like, he, does he say like this kid's hot or something? Yeah, he says like, that kid's yeah, hot. Yeah. yeah, and he walks out, and so Paul Newman sees the you know five thousand dollars walk out the door with him, and he's he's just like this kid's unteachable, and so he leaves right, and this is where Tom Cruise like follows him out, and Paul Newman just drives away with with that yeah. fantastic shot where the camera's fixed on the car, mm-hmm. and you see. Uh, uh, Vince is walking with Eddie and Eddie gets in the car drives off and drives away and leaves Vince in the street but the camera's on the car I love that shot and you just see him in the street like come on you know and um, and so he this is where he ends up going back to the hotel room and the girl's like in like a shirt that's open and her underwear yeah right? Yeah, she's in like she's in Vince's shirt which is like just like a button down flannel with yeah. nothing underneath it and you know very small uh, underwear. Yeah. And he's like, Can you put some clothes on? And she's like, I'm not naked. And I was like, Well, 
and this is where you're like, she doesn't think she, that's entirely. She doesn't. She, yeah. ca- she doesn't care at all. Like she doesn't care she, about Vince. She doesn't care about. She just wants the money. She lets Eddie Which in, though, to see yeah. her like that. Where you're like, she doesn't. She's not no, exactly. Well, and also, she's kind of into Eddie. Like, right. That's what I'm saying. I, I right. don't think that she. I. I think that if if Eddie wanted something to happen, absolutely happen. She because Vince is this hotshot punk, but Eddie is smooth. He knows his stuff. I, like he's got the money. He's got the skills. Like. Eddie is way more appealing than Vince's to her. Sure. He's a way more exciting character than Vince. And so that's why I think she would easily leave Vince for Eddie. But Eddie, because of the events of the hustler, which if you've seen the movie, you know that he's not going to let that happen. Um, and so well, also, anyway. but also that's a, that's a, that's a point to his new character from the end of the hustler mm-hmm. is also, he's got this girl, he's got this other woman that he's seeing and he doesn't cheat on her. Right. Right? Like, the Eddie that we saw in the first movie absolutely would have. But he also, uh, because he's broken, I think, but it also is a nice callback to the first one where where she packs his bags and puts them out. He chooses a pool game again over... Right. He he made, he made makes the same mistake again. Yes. Which, which I know that if he would have grown from the first one, if, if the first one ended on a happy note and the character grew and he's out of the game and then he does that, then you go, oh, that doesn't speak to his character, that's cheap, whatever. He doesn't, but ex- he doesn't exactly make the same mistake again because he doesn't take her along. He, he No, she shows up, right? She shows up in Atlantic but City. But he didn't take her. He but didn't... he didn't take her on this road trip. And, and oh, he, he takes sure. He took Sarah to Louisville and it all went south. And, right. And he doesn't take her he he doesn't take her along and he stays in touch with her throughout the trip right you see him calling he's constantly her constantly calling her you that's see true. him saying when this is all over we're going to go to the bahamas like but so that's he's... after she's already said your stuff is packed and yeah. you're going to be out like he still chose a pool game over yeah. a woman oh yeah which... i'm not saying he i'm not saying he did it perfectly but he yeah. definitely didn't do the exact same thing okay yes he's not exact but it's a step in the right direction <laughs> into the into, yeah right right <clears throat> yeah cuz he's still grown but he yeah. he hasn't completely changed his ways no plus we so, still need a movie right like it's right. like he can't just be like i'm not choosing pool over you and <laughs> right. scene roll yeah. credits <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh yeah so they they do the, oh, so paul newman ends up like like kind of i mean well shaking. he he asks right that's right there's this a rough scene because he's yes. like we're he's like we're like this is a business you need to be on the top of your game. Vince needs to get his stuff together. You need to act right. And I'm your partner. I'm not your boyfriend. I'm not your dad or whatever. Like he, you know, kind of slap, not slaps around, but you know what I mean? He's rough with her. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's the other thing about Vince, right? Is at the, I meant to, I meant to bring this, but at the, after they do the, uh, two brothers and a stranger, like he snatches his girlfriend up by like the neck. So it's like Vince also isn't a night, like, we may not see him put hands on her, but he but comes he real close. Absolutely. And well, what I'm saying is like he's done it. You, he's you already can, smacked her around. If he hasn't done it, he certainly has the personality that would lead you to believe he's capable Correct. of it. Correct. He's very insecure. Yeah. Well, that, okay. You can be insecure and not smack around your girlfriend. All but right. my, my point is that that kind of leads to. Uh, him at his character as well like we kind of we haven't said anything he's just he's kind of a dope he's not uh he's a flake he's very egotistical but also it sounds like he also isn't the best of people i don't well, think he, i don't think he would slap her around because i don't think she would let him she's a lot stronger of a person than he is i don't know he I think goes he's, he's manhandles her pretty good in that scene and she yeah. and you know like 
I I'm I'm not convinced. He snatches that her right. by like the shoulder and the shirt. Jason, were you gonna say something? I'm sorry. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> but I, I but I think he treats her like he treats Poole, which is he doesn't like to lose. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he was like that was a anyway. So do they go to the next the next town? And well, then I mean, yeah, the, they, they're burnt in that town and so they're right. they're they're still traveling and then this is where um I guess we just skip ahead to where Eddie uh ends up trying to go do it on his own where he tries well, to Well he end up. like he they have another blow up and finally um he's he he had given uh Vince like this very expensive and nice pool cue the Balabushka a Balabushka and the Balky Bartokamus <laughs> <laughs> Can we that's that's so I have a theory about what they could do for a third one if they do it. Well, it's, um, good luck. Well, you don't have to use you don't have to use Newman. You're, you're talking about a third perfect strangers or a third perfect strangers? Yeah, I think that'd be oh, great. Okay, a third. Did they, how many seasons did they get? Not enough. As far I as don't I know, it was like seven or eight. It was on for a long time. Was it really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no. Okay. So if you're going to do another hustler movie, it's Tom Cruise. Well, Tom yeah, Cruise is your is your Paul Hugh, is your Paul Newman. Well, I guess if Top Gun does badly enough, maybe he'll circle back. <laughs> See, there we go. Man, why not? Uh, <laughs> we were actually talking. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't like keen on uh, Top Gun initially, like the sequel. But now that I'm not able to see any new movies, I was like, yeah, that Top Gun movie doesn't look that bad. I'll see that <laughs> uh, one. That one looks pretty good. But the blow up comes after they do the two lovers and a stranger or whatever thing. The fight, and- yeah. But I mean, like when when Eddie kind of realizes that he wants that he's, he's out basically is the, this kid refuses to learn. Well, yeah, it's because he doesn't, he won't, he won't dump the game against that other guy, the the good pool player again. And Eddie realizes that he's just, isn't going to do it. Like this kid doesn't know what he's doing. Um, And so then he ends up going out and trying to do stuff on his own. He has his own moment where he's like, gets his pool cue and he goes to the, the pool hall and he starts playing people and he's doing really well, but then Forrest Whitaker walks in yeah, and Forrest, and Forrest Whitaker, Whitaker just seems like this kid that, you know, just this regular kid. But what we eventually learn is that he's a hustler. He ends up hustling Eddie. Right. And it shows you how as much as Eddie, as good as Eddie seems and as much as he knows, he even got hustled. So like he's off his game. It's been 25 years. So you can't just, you can't just dust it off and get right back into it because no. there's, new people that are, are out there doing the game and better themselves. than you yeah you know like yeah, you're that, out of th- to me that speaks to the point i was kind of saying earlier if you're gonna do a road trip movie which ostensibly this is a road trip movie right and you're yeah. gonna take us into this world with all these different hustlers and pool halls and con artists and whatever then you need to kind of make flashy fleshed out interesting characters in this world which i think the hustler excels at because it's, I think that film is more of a human drama. This yeah. is more of a pool movie, mm-hmm. and the only character that really gets the good treatment from the script is Newman's character. I don't really know anything about Tom Cruise other than he smiles a lot, and he invented the name for the video game Doom, which yeah. comes from this movie. <laughs> That's it. That's all I know. Right? Is he's got the Balky Bartokamus? He's a hot shot. Okay, end character. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Moss Antonio, she's a thief and character. She's a con artist. Forrest Whitaker shows up for two minutes in the scene. He's a, a hustler. End scene. The guy who may or may not have swept the floor in the other movie now owns this thing. <laughs> end scene. There's a guy dressed up like a televangelist, plays pool. End character. That's it. We're not. We don't meet. 
we don't go to interesting places. We don't meet interesting yeah. people. It's just the same scene repeats itself over and over and over. Tom Cruise can't get his stuff together. Paul Newman yells at him. Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio is sexy. I got it. I Okay. And then we just do that until the last half hour of the film. It's a better movie than it is a screenplay. Like, Scorsese elevates the material, and I, I wish they had a better script to work with because it's I like the idea of it way, yeah. Yeah. way more than I like the execution of it. I You know, the thing is that maybe the screenplay from a story perspective could have definitely taken us to a little bit more interesting places. But I think the script, especially the dialogue given to Newman, I see, I loved some of the dialogue. I think that's, Newman, that's my point. Only Newman, Newman gets some... that treatment, whereas with The Hustler, we were like, there's five characters in this movie. There's one character in this movie. It's Paul Newman. Everybody else is window dressing. Yeah, but the whole movie is Newman and Cruz and Master Antonio. Like, that, they are the whole movie. And so, yeah, you don't meet as many interesting characters, but you do follow them and the dialogue they have. The, the Newman trying to teach Vince. Or, you know, Eddie trying well, to teach Vince. Eddie trying to... I think New, Eddie is an interesting character. I enjoy... Yes. But I, I kind of agree where it's just like... I do think that, like, again, I felt like Tom Cruise was atrocious. In this movie, he had glimmers. He had he had moments of I, that Tom Cruise. See, I think Tom Cruise was great in this movie. I think he's oh, great. Man. That's the I character. just could not do it. You're just not. But you're not supposed to like him. You know. I, I mean? totally agree. I totally. So yeah. like, I I think there's there's a difference between here's your you want to do the ding ding. I don't. Here's but your I difference will. between like the cool wrestling heel, and then the guy who's like a bad guy because the crowd craps on him all the time. Right. Like no way heat. Go away, Heat. That's exactly what it is, right? So when Hulk Hogan was a bad guy, he was cool. People tuned in because he was a cool bad guy to hate. But when you get somebody in a mid in a mid card like a Baron Corbin, who you're just like, get off my TV, like right? I don't but in this you. movie, they're not trying to get you to root for bad guy Hulk Hogan. They're trying to get you to hate Vince. Eddie is the hero of the story. Yeah. Vince is the bad guy, and you are supposed to say, "Go away, we hate you." So he executes exactly what they're trying to do with this script with perfection. I, you see, can be an obnoxious character though, and not be one dimensional. And where I feel like this movie falls short is, yeah, he's excellent as this guy who is a flake, but it's one dimensional. Master Antonio, one dimensional. But that's not everybody we meet except that's for not Paul Newman. Fault. One dimensional. No, no, no. I agree. It's not Cruz's fault. I, yeah. I think it is. It does kind of fall. I will also script. say when Cruz shows up in Atlantic City, he's different. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. That I, I'll give you Tom that. Cruise yeah. that we get in Atlantic City is not the Tom Cruise we had for three fourths of this movie. He has learned when he's on the yes. road, and that's yes. You know, but and, when 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 Newman loses to Whitaker, right? And he's crying, and he's like, I'm a broken man, and all this sort of stuff. And I, I've been out too long, like Kevin's saying. It's been 25 years. I believe that. Nobody else gets a moment like that. Yeah. Where's the Piper Laurie of this film? Where is the George C. Scott of this movie? That's my point. We had five, yeah. six characters plus supporting characters that felt like real people. This just These, these feel like movie characters, yeah. except for Newman. You know, I you mean, know, what I thought Newman's was movie. what I thought was uh, interesting is that you know, when, as this goes to Atlantic City and it has this big, huge tournament for all this money, and like on paper, the stakes in this movie are much higher, but they never feel it. They, right. Like in that first movie, when he when he's playing, you know, and just in that billiards room in Louisville with right. just you know 
him and that guy and George C. Scott, it felt like the world was on the line in a way that mm-hmm. it never feels like in this movie. And yep. and and it's just fascinating that like even though that other move, you know, the hustler never really leaves this kind of seedy underbelly of of billiards, and this one does in terms of like it now it's this big televised huge thing and oh it's all on the line it never it never feels as grandiose as the hustler does i take it as a different way like it's not the money and it's not the tv and the cameras and all that but paul newman you know has given this incredible performance throughout the entire movie as this defeated eddie and he's trying to get his life back and so to me that tournament really represents like his life of pool and everything he knows his skill like it's on the line if he doesn't win this tournament and then the way it goes down totally defeats him because he can't earn his life back that way and so i don't know to me the stakes they were different i understand that i never felt it i think the stakes the stakes pop up when Eddie and Vince have to go one-on-one that scene when it's finally it's Tommy Gunn and Rocky in the alley right like that's the scene where you're like I'm in like this is the game I want to see that scene is actually Rocky and Apollo Creed at the end of Rocky 3 because you don't get to see how it it comes out (laughs) oh no 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 I mean in the tournament oh I thought you meant the final but I but but yes you're right ding ding that's exactly what that is yeah Yeah. but the 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 stakes to me raise when they come face to face in the tournament and it's when you get the reveal as to what we'll, we'll just get there since we're that far in it comes down to Eddie and Vince in this tournament and Eddie has started to, or Vince has started to build this reputation where he's guys think they can beat him and he's playing high dollar people in this green room, which is like a private room where he, and that's where the money is, right? Like the tournament is what it is that, that's but not it the brings goal. in all these side people right. to want to play for money. That's where the money is. So it turns out that Eddie and Vince go toe to toe and they are, it's a it's a very good scene where they're going back and forth. They're trading uh, matches or games, games, games. I think yeah. Okay, it's not tennis. Uh, no, but there's a match in a game. Yeah, like they they say that there's two different things. I'm just giving you trouble in tennis. Oh, there's, you know, there's matches, <laughs> uh, and sets. Nah. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. So they Someone finally hammering. It's my three-year-old walking in like princess <laughs> shoes. On, <laughs> above okay, me. it's very apparent. <laughs> you, I don't know if you could hear her screaming for water earlier, but uh, that's no. all she was doing. I just hear the hammering. <laughs> she's clip-clopping in these giant like Elsa heels. Uh, so he lo- like Vince loses, and there's no moment like the way Vince plays it is perfect. Yeah. Where he just kind of like he looks at him shakes his hand, says good game, and walks away. And the way it reads on screen is like, Vince is pissed right. that he lost. Like, he did not want to lose that game. He's finally learned how to hustle. Right. But this in the moment, the it looks like he's in mad. The mo- like, and, as, the, as the viewer watching it, you just yeah. look like, that. But he, you know, he's a scalded dog. Right. And it looks like Eddie's comeback is complete. He's back on top. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And exactly. Eddie, and it's, it's exactly. heartbreaking when you watch the end of it, is that what he says to the crew is like, you know, everyone has bad games. But really, Cruz dumped. Cruz is like, the, I don't. Vince dumped the game to him, so it's heartbreaking that he's Eddie's trying to be nice and say like, "Hey, kid, you played a great game. It happens to everyone." And then meanwhile, it's like, no, he let him right. win. He let him. He, yeah. So that's the that's the bottom line is is Cruz throws the game because now he can get more money out of these top dollar guys in the green room. 
Like that was that he he put on a show. I like how that scene is written where Cruz when Cruz or Vince reveals that because it's like it's revealed in such a way that like you truly believe that he's not just saying that to save face for having lost. Right. Because he's right. there. He's like he's super excited. Like aren't he's like a puppy again. He's like, aren't you proud of me, dad? Like I dumped the game like you taught me to. Yeah. And Eddie's is, like, uh, like having champagne and like I'm back, baby. And it's like <laughs> they're on two different pages. Cut. Yeah. yeah exactly. Eddie's on his redemption. Yeah. And Cruz is like, I finally listen. I'm a hustler. And yeah. they both want me, different dad. things. But yeah. also, did you catch like the, the reason why he got that money wasn't because he was playing people in the green room he used a front and bet on himself to right. lose yes okay but 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 the but the loss to eddie sets him up for it does green both. room money well yeah he can but go there's play a, more people yeah, yeah but yes but that was the whole thing though he did a hustle where he used a front to bet on himself to lose and right so um you know and i will say that like morally there it feels less it, there feels like a difference between dumping a game to to turn around and try and beat somebody for money that feels less dirty than like deliberately betting on yourself <laughs> and losing like you mean like pete rose yeah <laughs> yeah just throwing that out there so that sets him up for the finals and then eddie ends up forfeiting the, because he, yeah. he got there on a lie you know he, he shouldn't, isn't gonna he shouldn't win. be there yeah yeah and which again his character is right because eddie from the hustler plays that game Right, Eddie from Color that of Money, learned, yeah, right, sure. does not play that game. But it's like he doesn't want to be a hustler necessarily anymore. He wants right. to because he's right. like, I'm going to go to every tournament and I'm going to beat you here and beat you there. He wants to be a pool player now. He wants he's he, at his age. I think he's finally like, I just want to turn legit and be a, the best pool player and right. leave this exactly. life of hustling and road trips behind, except for you know traveling to tournaments. And that's what he says at the end, right? Is he says yeah. this end is so cheesy. Oh my it's god, it's pretty. It's I, awful. I did not like the end at all. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> Remind so, so me bad. what it was again. Where he well, they set up and he's oh, like, I'm back. And yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm back. back. Crack. And, and then he cracks like, the. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. And, and the frame rate is sped up because Newman p- c- probably couldn't actually do that thunder shot. So yeah, I noticed a shot, couple times where in this up. movie it's <laughs> off screen. That, that's hilarious. They had to speed him up. They ADR'd a lot of his lines. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know about the lines, but like when he's playing pool, you see Newman in the end of the cue, but you don't see the balls he's hitting. And when he goes forward with the cue, it makes this really loud breaking noise. And you're like, that doesn't match his movements. That's the the old, uh, (laughs) like when you're watching baseball movies and they're like, the guy just, he hits the home run at the end of the game, but you're like, you look at it, you're like, that's a pop fly. Right. Like that came off the top of the bat. That's not a home run. (laughs) Newman did most of his own pool playing in The Hustler, but, you know, this is much later, and I'm sure he just didn't have the energy and didn't keep practice. So, like, he, you know, he couldn't play like he used to, and especially for these shots are so much more energetic in The Color of Money, where, Mm -hmm. you know, he just didn't quite. Cruz did some good pool playing in this movie, though. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. He he made. And there was one scene where it's like he's going around, like, you know, working on running the table where they they show him like three or four shots uncut. He's of running the table. Those tracking shots. That's yeah, what I'm saying. Dink, those, yeah. those, dink, dink. Like, the energetic tracking shots were mostly all crews. Eddie's, there were some tracking shots that looked cool, but the shots were very easy. Yeah. So Newman did it, but and I'm not trying to take anything away, but yeah. they weren't the same. Like Cruz's were. Yeah. I read that boom, Cruz boom, did boom. all of his own shots except for one. There's the one where he. Uh, where he has the the ball jumps one of the balls oh, to sure. get to the, and that that they used um uh I think they used the guy who he plays it that he, you know the it's a nightmare guy to I, actually do I that re- I rewound that 3 times 
because it was so interesting. How is that not him? It doesn't cut. It goes from Cruz down to the table, and they they slow down the motion to show you how cool it is the ball jumps. Yeah. But it goes from Cruz to the table. I don't see how that wasn't him. I don't know. I just I just know what I read. They said that's the yeah. only shot that he didn't that he okay. didn't make himself. And it's a trick shot for sure. Yeah. And I just figured that Cruz did it so many times, and like they slowed it down because they're like, dude, look what he did. You have to understand. Because <laughs> yeah. in fast motion, it would have happened so fast the audience you wouldn't, wouldn't have even catch it. realized what had happened like i i didn't like how it was slowed down because i thought it was cheesy but i also get that it was a necessary evil because you wouldn't have understood what had happened it would have exactly been so quick my working theory is that that tom cruise only assumes roles to develop his dating levels and that he's only <laughs> doing these things to pick up different <laughs> life's hacks and life skills he's like a master helicopter pilot he's uh, not surprise me jumping in outer space and he's a pool shark i guarantee you Tom Cruise today, if you made Color of Money 3, could still play pool probably yeah. better than he did in 1986. I, right. bet, I, I firmly believe that. <laughs> he can do so, anything. So, Jason, I was thinking about what you said. This is that Tom Cruise is miscast. And I was just thinking of, like, who else in 1986 could have been this character? And, like, the only name that even comes close is Matt Dillon. Mm. Like, I feel Tom like Cruise Matt- is so perfect in this role. I can't imagine... Tom, yeah. back me up here. Yeah, I think Tom Cruise is great in this. I think no, Tom Cruise does exactly what they wanted him to Matt do. Matt Dillon would not have been anywhere near as good as this. In this I think role. Matt Dillon would have been like tough guy, like manic, in, like yeah. I, I just he, I get him out. Get and him that's out. not what they wanted. <laughs> you just, I just don't think Joe likes Tom Cruise. Yeah. I, so I made that very clear that I don't like Tom right. Cruise. But like if this I was Daniel Day Lewis, you'd have the same exact. It'd be amazing. Oh yeah, it'd be the you'd worst. Be like, no, you'd be like no, so bad. But I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think this is, for me at least, this is on the bottom rung uh, in, in Jason's world. I wouldn't be saving this movie. I'll tell you that <laughs> right now. Okay. Well, I, if, I, if it makes, Jason, if it makes you feel any better, this is the only Scorsese movie that Roger Ebert did not review favorably. I go. don't blame him. I, he, he, he reviewed <laughs> Cocktail favorably, though. That's a bit of a surprise. No, I said Scorsese movie. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, I was about to say yeah. Tom Cruise. Oh, that can't be true. No, yeah, right. no, there's no way that that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, cocktail? I feel like the odd man out, and I definitely can see it not being as good as The Hustler, but man, I really no, I, enjoyed I, this Overall, movie. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. It's just it. I get frustrated with it because it could have been a great movie, and instead, it's a pretty good movie. And there are there are things in this movie that are a lot a lot of fun, and the pool scenes are are fun the to watch. The tracking shots, the yeah. Scorsese's camera work is masterful. And there are some great scenes in this movie. And I feel like they wrote, they had an idea for three or four good scenes, and they thought mm-hmm. that they would piece them all together, and then it just didn't get there. And I really wish, like George C. Scott and Jackie Gleason were both still alive yeah, when this George movie C. got Scott made. Yeah, George should have been in this movie. Yeah, I mean, so was Piper Laurie. Not that it matters, and she's still alive. That, but that doesn't matter. Yeah, but, <laughs> but here's um, the thing: even if you didn't couldn't get those guys, could you not have fleshed out? Right, because Kevin's used the word randos. He's playing randos. That's what this feels like. It feels like yeah. here's a road trip. We've got one character. We've got two one-dimensional plot devices in the car with him, and they're going from town to town playing randos. Why do I care? What I, what is my interest in the I movie? Think the it's only, different, though. I, I think the only reason that those care that 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 Vince and I forget the the girl's character's name. Uh, cl- uh, Carmen. C. Carmen. Yeah. I think the only reason that Kevin that you don't you don't 
have the same feeling about those characters being one dimensional is because of the quality of the actors playing them. Like I think like those performances are so good that Mm -hmm. it kind of glosses over how one dimensional those characters are. Cause yeah, you really don't know anything about them in the same way that you, you feel like, you know, about, about here's a question, right? Tom to Joe, Kevin, real spoilers at the end (laughs) of this movie. What is the development for Carmen's character? We set her up in the beginning is that she's this thief and that she's hustling with Eddie against Vincent. In the end, Vincent turns full heel, total <laughs> D-bag, but then there's really no payoff for her. There's no – her well, character I think she just gets, stops I, being in the movie at some point. But I think she gets what she wants, right? Like Newman does say either you step your game up or you're going to lose her. And she's but attracted I that was to the a asshole. Hustle. I thought that was a hustle. I didn't think that oh, was Oh, I don't true. think it was. I think he was preying on his insecurities. I, 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 I yeah, thought... I think he hustled him to get him under his wing, but I also think it was true. It was both, in my opinion. And she but... got what she wanted out of him, right? Like, by, he is full heel, so he she does find him more attractive now that he's the jerk off well yeah because i thought the they, movie had no payoff though for even for like i'm back and it's like okay what <laughs> yeah that was, what did God, I, that was so bad what did i just watch for two hours what's the payoff the the thing to watch I eddie from it was but no <laughs> eddie eddie is now on the straight and narrow eddie's not trying to hustle he's trying to he's go got legit. A, a, he's got an, a, a woman in his life he's got he's got a woman that he's gonna you know, take care of. He's going to play pool legitimately and go to tournaments. Vincent now is on the hustle. He's not being a hot shot that keeps blowing it. He's now hustling people. They're making good money. Eddie's cut was eight thousand bucks from what they had going on and all this. And then well, didn't, didn't he give that to her? Didn't didn't Eddie give that eight grand to Carmen at at the the scene where they well, they, tr- they split? Yeah, off? but they put it they put it back up for the game. They kept- Oh, right, right, right. Okay, you're right. So they bet it, and then, yeah, so he gave, you know, they're making, my point is that Vincent is now hustling, and they're making money, and now Carmen is managing that successfully, whereas before she had no idea what she was doing, and now she's with Vince, who is this confident hustler, and they're making money. Like, I, I think because it happens off screen, that's probably the biggest problem you have with it, where we go and we follow Eddie in his journey and then all of a sudden it's like yeah vince is back now he's hustling and carmen's happy with him and they're like you don't see it happen but i think it's there it's just it feels rushed because you didn't watch the development so Touch me and I'll there could be more that's all I'll say. yeah but anyway that's uh that's the movie so there you go yeah so uh i guess uh that's it for this one let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them this is joe you can follow me on the twitter at joey butts b-u-t-t-s 21 this is Kevin. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. And uh, Jason, where can everybody find you? You can find us on Twitter at Binge Movies or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, what, uh, what, what's next week, Kevin? Um, I don't know yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. When we were talking earlier, you sounded so confident that you didn't Well, but there's a, there's a week, there's a shift by a week, so ah. we're going to, yeah, so I'll talk to you about it later. Oh, okay, so Something will be next week. It's sorry. okay. But there will be a next week. Yes. <laughs> Jason and I are actually still recording our MCU Phase 2 episode, so that'll be out at some point. Well, at least Jason's recording. We don't know. Well, that. yeah, Jason's recording. Are you yeah. guys just doing a commentary track on Phase 2 of the MCU? <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> so be on the lookout for binge movies and yes. a very special guest. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, the Cajun Kid is the Baron's son. It's all the same. Only the names we 
never change Every day It seems we're wasting away Another place Where the faces are so cold I drive all night Just to get back home oh, I'm a cowboy On a steel horse I Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.